to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back on the block. Eastrick here with you. Joining us at this time, we're going to talk a little bit about a few things that popped in my mind on the break box that I'm interested to dig in about. I'm 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 very interested to kind of talk about this specific topic. I ain't going to really lead it on you. I'm just going to drop it on you. Right. Like it's hot. It ain't Tuesday, so it ain't coming up on a Tuesday, but it's it's going to be dropping it like it's hot. Uh, right now, there's a lot of controversy that have been jumping off a little bit about the Michigan Wolverines and Harbaugh bringing in a controversial honorary captain by the name of Colin Kaepernick. So, this is the thing I want to throw out to you Who would be a controversial? captain for the university of nebraska if they invited him to the spring game what would be the person that would just absolutely maybe cause a little sparkle of 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 conversation you know conversation or debate or you know a little maybe maybe a little upset stomach you know or uh, something <laughs> like that that just kind of make you half sick like you you didn't drunk some bad tequila or something what do you think? Who, who would that be for you? <laughs> well, you know, obviously trying to keep it clean here. I think, first of all, I just got to think of the Husker football program. I think it'd be fascinating to have Bill Callahan back uh, and be Ooh. the, uh, be the, <laughs> what, did they, what did they call him? The honorary captain this week. See if we could maybe forgive some past uh, feelings. I don't think he's ever stepped foot in Nebraska since he left. I don't know if he'd be interested in coming back himself. Probably just an error of his life that he uh, maybe regrets a little bit or doesn't think too much about, but um, I think that that would be one of the most controversial that I could think of off the top of my head. Well, listen, we have on Facebook, Seth Larson said Richie Incognito. Hey, that'd be a good <laughs> There you go. Interesting. You know, he had a good career. Very feisty. Make some bad statements every now and then. <laughs> you want to halfway uh, jump out into a fight or something like that. I thought that was a pretty good one. I think. I think for me... It wouldn't be like one that you would, let me say, your stomach may be sick, but I think you'll still in, enjoy this one that I'm that I'm going to talk about. I think Joe Burrow could spurn <laughs> and spawn a lot of just, you dumb mother sucker. <laughs> <laughs> mixed Why feelings for that? sure. There would be some mixed reviews on that one, right? So... <laughs> So yeah, man, I think Joe Burrow would kind of spurn spurn some uh, some conversations that are going on. The, the the what if crowd, you know, definitely would pop off if you had a Joe Burrow pop in. And you know, I think maybe another one would be I think of interest to me would be like um, maybe one of the old ads that just everybody hated. Oh yeah, Steve Peterson would be really interesting Peterson. along with the Callahan era. <laughs> I think that would be something that would spur. Some, yeah. Uh, 
I wonder you know, if why, I wonder why is he here? Yeah, <laughs> I wonder what kind of response you would get. What you know, as time passes, do do you think that we um, kind of let these things heal or, or feel? I mean, you wonder because like for some reason, I feel like if Mike Riley came back and was the honorary captain, we'd all be like, yeah, he's a nice guy. Well, you know, we don't, we don't have too much problem with it. But if it goes further back to Steve Peterson and Bill Callahan, I don't know if we would have as much forgiveness for it. Hey, listen, I want you to text me on the Sutter Heyman text line at 402-464-5685. Who would be a controversial name that if they popped up as an honorary captain uh, at the spring game that would just spurn a lot of uh, eyeballs or rolling of the eyes and stuff like that? I, I'm interested also to see what your thoughts would be if if uh, Coach Pelini popped up. How would you feel? <laughs> I'd cheer for Bo. I think Carl might be an even more of an interesting honorary captain at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be uh, that'd be crazy. We do have some response on the text line. I want to read off uh, for some people. Thunder Collins, uh, not that Thunder Collins. I always want to change this guy's name because I, I think it probably confuses people. But on our text line, his name is Thunder Collins. He says Bo Pelini. Um, so he's kind of echoing what you what you said there. Um, we have a Christian Peter uh, from Sipple's brother's nephew. And we got some weird names here on the text line. Jason says uh 2 a.m how about that uh adrian martinez who was uh you know been a captain for nebraska but maybe an honorary captain this year i, I think that would uh that would be interesting what if, what, if, what if him and casey thompson had a face-off oh yeah or like a yeah if they had some type of quarterback competition that'd be way better than the spring game <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought that was i thought that would be pretty cool um so what you know I, I I didn't watch the whole thing because I was I was actually doing some some work, but I did get a chance to uh, you know peep the uh, the women's game. It wasn't like overly intriguing to me, but it was still good. It was solid, and um, it just seemed like I, I thought it was a good game of runs. It just seemed like South Carolina was just a little too strong <laughs> for UConn. Had some great play though um, to get back into the game you know, get it under single digits and, and make a push. And then it's just like South Carolina was just like, no, no, we're not giving in. And uh, ended up just pulling away at the end. Yeah, and it's interesting, too. I mean, UConn was right there. It's been a while since UConn, who's, you know, still thought of, I think, as the primary uh, program for women's basketball. And as well, they should. They have the most titles uh, overall. But they haven't had one, I think, now since 2016. And just being the runner-up is their first opportunity at it because they hadn't been in a championship game, um, you know, since then as well. So uh, it, it, it's kind of interesting to see uh, South Carolina, for what it's worth now, have won uh, two over the last five years, um, uh, maybe six years now I kind of didn't count that COVID tournament but you know so that's a that's a primary program that you're going to have to look out for in women's basketball moving into the future too but um I don't know I don't know because my question whenever I think about women's basketball was just how dominant UConn was under Gina, uh, Gina Ariema all those years and you wonder if that time has passed that you know they weren't undefeated they you know they, they had a, a few losses to get by this year and it's it's just not automatic to think that UConn's going to be the best anymore um, but they did They're they were that close. So, you know, it kind of based on how that game went, I thought was going to change the narrative that uh, kind of hangs around women's basketball altogether. Yeah, uh, I, I would venture to say that there, there's I, I still just am, am kind of befuddled that just the dominance at the top. You Whereas in the NCAA tournament, you have you have some good parity. You're going to have some games that are going to get tested. And it just seems like it's one way or the other in, in the women's game. It's either a 40-point blowout 
and then you get to the top tier teams and you may have a game, but it's still not enough parity, I think, out there right now um, on lower tier teams. Uh, is that something that you would think that maybe you should shrink the tournament or now that we're in the, you know, the, the equality type of thing, is it, you know, the expanded tournament, but I just don't think you get the same, you know, elements that, that you do on the other side. And that's no, that's no slight to the women or the women's game. I think there's some things that they do fundamentally that are, that are tremendous, but I was just wondering because of just some of those early games, it's just, it's, it's just uh, like watching it is, is like, um, you know, I feel like when you have those little those little bugs, those little roly polies or the little snails, sometimes it just kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I halfway want to pass out. But that's in the early stages of it. Yeah. And I think it get, they get better as you get deeper. I think when you get into like the the, the final eight, you start kind of getting some of those competitive matchups. Well, I think it's just, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's a problem that they have. Um, but I think for... A lot of schools, and I suppose it's the same way in in on the men's bracket, but um, it's it's more of a of a deal about getting there, right? Like even for Nebraska, um, I don't want to talk down the ultimate goals of Amy Williams and that program and stuff, but there's not really a thought that Nebraska was ever going to be a national championship contender, right? It was more like the program's rising and it's going to be a step at a time, and then maybe eventually. Hopefully one day you can be one of those elite eight or nine programs that are out there for women's basketball. Um, but it's it's uh, you know it, it's it's a it's a big dream to really be able to compete with those type of programs. Um, so I'm not I'm not sure if there maybe needs to be something done about it. Um, you know, it, it, it is that way in a lot of sports, I suppose. College football is kind of the same way where, you know, the yeah. same four to five programs are always the, the teams out there. Obviously, yeah. they don't have a big tournament at the end. But, um, you know, I, I think that's why you still have to have your kind of um, – I, I hope that people have the outlook. Some people get caught up in the in the championship a little bit too much, and, and they don't understand all the stories that are going on, and you just say, well, that team's a champion. That's all I need to know. That's all I remember about uh, 10 years from now. Well, I hope not, that's not the case because there's so many good stories that are happening, and, yes, most of them in their season in a loss. That's the way the tournament plays out, so you don't always end on a good note. Um, but for a lot of those, those teams, whether it's on the men's side or women's side, in any sport, I just I, I, I hate the that are – Maybe it's it's just you know the um, the top talk about all the sport um, across the you know and it gets the most ratings. I understand all that, but it's all so championship based when there's so many other good stories going on. Yeah. So well, starting tonight at uh, on TBS at nine twenty. I mean, for me it's nine twenty, but for you it's at eight twenty. <laughs> it's late for um, both of us. I, 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 yeah, it's late. I understand why they do it. Uh, you know, you got to let those West Coasters kind of get off their job and maybe get home so that they can get their their grills fired up and give them an opportunity to get out of the out of the workplace and, and watch these games. But North Carolina is over their last ten games, they're nine and one, and you have Kansas who over their last ten games are ten and zero. Oh. Um, I think still the the way that I view it is is there's some some elements to this game that in my eyes there's a few key pieces that have to be met right in order for each team to be successful and win um there's a couple of key pieces i see i'm gonna see how you see it first and then who you would pick to win this game because um obviously there's great stories in it with hubert davis and this team being on the bubble and dang near out happens to pull off a miracle and win 
uh, there at Cameron Indoor Stadium, which gave them that quad one victory that launched them into the tournament and put them at an eight seed. And then they go on and knock off a one, a two, a four, and just start just slamming people in their in their side of the bracket. And now in the East, and now all of a sudden they're finding themselves in the championship game. And so then uh, the same thing with self just just had been coming up short, had been some struggles. Um, Agbaji was struggling uh, early on in the tournament, found his stride. And now, you know, he's he's helped lead them into the championship game. So there's some great stories there. And and how do you view it in the matchup? And also, who do you uh, pick to win it tonight? Well, I, I think it's it's kind of cool because North Carolina is basically playing with house money, right? They were the eight seed. Um, they've they've done what they needed to. I, I think for more most North Carolina fans, beating Coach K at the final game at Cameron Indoor and then sending him home for the, the final time in the Final Four uh, will already be a season that they'll they'll never forget, regardless. Um, but you know, they're they're also a fascinating team to me because they don't they they're not deep at all, and and in fact, they have in my mind uh, four good players. I think Leaky Black's a good defender, so you know maybe five, but they don't they don't have. Uh, a whole lot of depth that they use. So they're a team that if they get into any foul trouble or have injuries, we saw it with Baycott there at the end of the game against Duke, it can spell trouble for them. And so that's, that's the clear advantage that Kansas has in this game. But at the same time, I just feel like North Carolina is playing with a, a lot of confidence. Um, Baycott, for what it's worth, is an absolute beast, averaging almost 17 rebounds per game in this tournament. 17 per game. We need game. a Baycott. We need a Baycott. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a 20 rebounds last game. Come on, man. Came back. Was about looked like he was done. Bach was on his yeah. way out the door. And then he pulled a uh oh man, my guy in New York. Um oh shoot. Not, not, was it Bernard King? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I I, I think of Paul Pierce when he stepped out. Oh, and came Paul back Pierce in. came out in the yeah. went out in the uh, on the uh not on crutches, <laughs> he went out on the wheel uh yeah, the, the wheelchair. He is a little bit. He came running back out. He yeah. Little, yeah, so but no, but I, I think that's gonna be uh Bach Baycott and his recovery and his ability to be able to continue to do what he do. That's a great matchup. Um Baycott and and um um, what's my guy's name? McCormick, Mac- maybe on McCormick. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say McMamara for some reason. Yeah. McCormick. Um, him and McCormick is a great matchup. Again, I still think a cornerstone piece to their success. And and you saw him step up and hit some big shots uh in the game against Duke is that's that's Manic. I think oh, yeah. I think Manic is a key. Couple good blocks, played his tail off, and then you know that 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 stretches and it allows Love and Davis to do what they do, you know. And and uh, I really think the matchup on the other side is going to be um, Leaky Black against Sabaji. Yeah, I think that that matchup is going to be key. Um, and like you said, they have versatility and they have a, a lot more depth. And depending on how they play and they shoot the ball uh, is going to determine whether or not they're able to pull this game off against North Carolina. So. We'll see. 920 TBS. Uh, I'll be tuning in. Um, so I, who do you think, Bach, is going to take it? I ultimately think, I mean, I think it's a good game, but, you know, Agbaji and Remy Martin have both been hot and cold. Uh, Carolina seems to be going on all cylinders. I, I think Carolina pulls it out. I know Kansas is the heavy favorite going in tonight, but I just like the way that North Carolina has been playing. And I've seen this movie a few times with Bill Self. I'm not sure if he can get his team over the hump. I would venture to say the same thing. 
Um, I'm going to go North Carolina 60, 65 to 60. And uh, we'll see on tomorrow on the block if E. Stricky was right or if Boxster was right. Were you going to put a number on it, Box? Uh, well, what did you have, a five-point game? Five-point game. I do 60, think it'll 60. be a close game. I'll, I'll go in the 70s, though, so we can have a little bit of a okay. wager. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll come back after this. We're hitting hardwood with Strick on the block right here on 93.7 The Ticket.